Hello everybody, it's Mark from The Wayback Meditation and I'm here in the beautiful Kingswoods. I'm just out walking my dog, he's just over there at the moment. I apologise, it may be a little bit windy. But um, I just stopped for coffee and I thought I'd use this opportunity just to chat about something that came up in conversation with one of the advanced meditators yesterday. If you've been to the website already, you'll know there's loads of information there about more advanced forms of meditation, light and sound meditation in particular. And there's lots of different groups that quote unquote teach light and sound meditation. With, on the way back, we recognize that people may have come from different backgrounds and so we support as many people as possible. To put it into context, there's generally two different ways that people are referencing light and sound. They're either referencing light and sound that is within the realms that you can already access but you might not know how and then there is spiritual light and sound and so the, when I talk about light and sound what I'm referring to is spiritual light and sound and I know that there are a few groups on the planet that can reveal access to spiritual light and sound and um, historically that's been the case as well. So whether you're a member of the way back or from another group hopefully you may find some of this information interesting because it really also relates to meditation in general. So although I'm going to be talking about light and sound specifically, if you haven't yet got access to light and sound meditation, maybe you're, you're just starting to practice or you've been doing breath or mantra, it's useful to know that you can apply this to your own meditation because really meditation is all about practicing wherever you are. In other words, if you've, if you've got access to the breath, then practicing meditating on breath. If you got access to a mantra then meditating on mantra and the things that you learn meditating on breath are really really helpful to take forwards when you start meditating on things for example like light and sound so when I refer to light and sound if you don't have access to light and sound at this time replace the word light and sound with stillness or inner peace and you'll find that it, it still really helps because just waving to a fellow dog walker so as I was saying Although I'm focusing on light and sound, this is applicable really whatever stage you're at, so take what's useful. Because the question that I got asked yesterday, and it's such an obvious question, is what should you be doing? What are the actual steps of going into meditation? And I think on first glance it's, the answers are obvious as well. But the more you understand about how the energies are involved in meditation, not just light and sound, but other energies, then there is a, a certain order of events that if you get things right, it makes it a lot easier to meditate. No matter what stage you're at, there is one fundamental energy that is like a, a constant for everyone. And it's love. I don't mean um, affectionate love or anything like that. I'm talking about something deep inside you. And again, it's just a word when we say love. It, it, it's not the word that's important, it's what the truth of it is that you've realised to yourself or the potential you have to realise of it. And understanding meditation, the journey starts with love. And ultimately it's actually a journey to discover love. But not love down here, I'm talking about more unconditional love or that love which is so pure that there are no, there are no imbalances. Um, people talk about unity, the source, God. These are labels, unconditional love or, or the highest love or even above universal love. That's what we're aiming for in meditation. The state of enlightenment, part of that is, um, without wanting to spoil 
anything. But part of that is discovering the truth of what that is by becoming it. So it's not an experience and it's not a philosophy and it's not a belief. And that's really important that people understand with, with meditation. You get to find out firsthand. And, that, and that's why meditation and spirituality is such a beautiful gift to people. And it, it's all about love. And it starts with love and it ends with love. And people sometimes forget that in the process of meditation, they go into the technique, or they go into this mantra, the mantra, or breath, the breath. If we take a step back and get the right things in place at the start, then everything else can follow really easily. And I've written a book, I've, I've talked about it in other articles, and in fact I've written a few, but book number three, I really go into a lot of kind of detail about the, what you might call the mechanics or the process of meditation. But right now I don't want to go too much into it, I just want to give you the headlines. So let's assume that you've sat down, you've got your eyes closed, you're relaxed. That's a given, I mean, that, that, I think that's understood by everyone, that to meditate, whether you're lying down, whether you're sitting up, there needs to be stillness, there needs to be relaxation. That's the starting point. Relaxation. What does that actually mean? When you relax, you're not thinking as much. You're not aware necessarily of your body so much either. Although some techniques are going to body awareness and things like this. The less you're thinking, the less stimulation there is in your mind. The less stimulation there is in your mind, the less activation there is in your brain. And your consciousness, which can actually move around, loses its attraction to your brain because there's not a lot going on. So the first part, the first step is to just start to relax. And that's why breath meditation, counting breath, uh, natural breath, all of these types of breath meditation, and you'll find guided meditates for these on, on the website for free. They're a great starting point because they help you to just relax. Mindfulness does some of this as well. They talk about accepting what's in your mind and being neutral and being in the present and all of those things are really, really good. But the whole goal here is to just be less active in your mind. And that's where a lot of people struggle because they're like, how? And well, you know, and the more they try and be still in their mind, the more they notice what's going on in their mind. And that's why there's so many different forms of meditation that can start at this point. So mantra, um, breath meditation, mindfulness, these, these are classics that can help with the mind side of things. But the goal here isn't to be nothing going on in the mind. That would be unrealistic, that's not how it works. Just less. And that is something that anyone can do. Okay? So once there's a little bit of stillness going on, your consciousness doesn't have as much traction to your mind, so where, where can it go? Well, one of the places it can go is your heart, or more specifically what's called the heart centre, which is a, a bigger space around your physical heart. Your heart centre, everyone has one, is where you store love. But if there's no love in it, it's like an empty balloon, then there's nothing much to cling to and there's nothing much going on. So once you start relaxing, the next step in meditation is to actually have the intention to bring love into you. And you can keep it as simple as that, because intention is really powerful, words are really powerful. And at this point, here's a, here's a mistake a lot of people make. They start visualising. So I say, okay, sit down, relax, and allow love to come into you, or have the intention to bring love into you. Some people start visualising love coming down here, or coming in here, or green energies, or pink energies. The moment you start visualising, what are you doing? You 
activating the brain, you're activating the mind because you're using the mind and the brain to do the visualization. And that's one of the biggest obstacles to meditation, especially when people do, well, we're in a forest and people do guided meditate. So they say, imagine you're in a forest. What's the last thing you want to do? Because any imagination, any visualization, anything like that is engaging the mind. So put that to one side. Simply have the intention. I intend to let love come into me or to let love fill my heart center. And just sit with your eyes closed. And if you notice anything great, and if you don't notice anything great, it doesn't matter because as soon as you have that intention, it starts to happen. You're building up love. And your meditation vehicle, which, again, I go into a lot of detail in the book, so I won't talk too much about it here, but that part of you that meditates gets drawn to that love. But it's not just an attraction. That love is the energy that propels your meditation vehicle from within your body on the third dimension up. <laughs> rummaging around looking for a stick to chew down. And um, the more love you have, the more ease there is in raising your meditative vehicles. And they move from the heart area into the head. And I talk about this in other vehicles. Within initiation, which is this process of gaining access to spiritual light and sound as opposed to the lower forms of light and sound, your crown chakras open. And once your meditative vehicles are in your head, they're bathed in this light, okay? Because it's coming in through the crown chakra on the top of your head. The light won't reach down here. So you need to bring your meditation vehicles up to the light. And so when people first start meditating on light and sound, quite often they have an experience if they, they get so far and they notice the light, and then it kind of peters out. If they haven't got much love to hold them up and to keep them there long enough so that they're absorbing the light, then they can't be propelled out of their body altogether into these higher dimensions. So before you even worry about seeing light, you want to build up your love. And in the past, classically, um, a lot of the kind of uh, original light and sound meditation teachers taught people that when you get light and sound, focus on the light, focus on the light, then focus on the sound. What I've discovered through my own experience, and I've shared this with others, and they've corroborated this with their own experience, and I really just encourage you to experiment with this. Yes, it's the light that's going to take you to the higher dimensions, beyond your body, beyond your mind, beyond your usual awareness. But to get there, as I said, you need love. And what the sound does is the sound that you can tune into once you're initiated is imbued with love. And it actually builds up the amount of love in you. So what you want to do, once you're relaxed, once you're filling yourself with love, is to focus on the sound, not the light. Because the sound will help get you from here to here. Then, once you're at ease and you're noticing the light that is present there, however it is present, don't be judgmental. I mean, one of the... Again, one of the biggest things that people do that kind of scuppers their own meditation is to have expectations that it should be like this or it should be like that. Whatever light you're noticing, once you're initiated and you're sitting in the higher space, you'll know it's different from things you may have experienced before. Whatever you're noticing, let that light be. You don't do anything at that stage. There's a saying that you don't meditate on light and sound. Light and sound meditates on you. 
the light is higher than you, it's going to take you into those higher realms. Any doing, trying, striving or anything like this is just your mind and your personality getting in the way. So really, really simple. Relax, become aware of your heart, have the intention to bring love in, start to notice the sound, then notice the light when it comes naturally, and then just sit with the light. When you make the jump to higher dimensions that are actually in those dimensions, you won't be aware of the jump. There's a, there's a reason for that, and again, you just have to wait for the book, I'm afraid. But you're not... Yeah. It's a shift in consciousness and you can't be conscious of a change in consciousness. It's as simple as that. So hopefully this gives you some advice um, that's useful. Well, there's lots of advice out there, but hopefully this is useful. Hopefully you can put it into practice. And for those of you that haven't yet got access to light and sound meditation, then, as I said, replace the words with love or with stillness or peace. So, for example, be relaxed, focus on your heart, allow love to come in. That's all the same, and just doing that, you're still going to move yourself up, you're still going to have profound experiences. But where there isn't sound, focus on stillness. And when you move up, where there isn't light, focus on the stillness. Because one of the other things that came up in this conversation yesterday was about phenomena, and one of the other ways that people really kind of just kind of hold themselves back is they're looking for the phenomena. Because people talk about light and sound, light and sound, and Yes, and it is vital for the spiritual journey to actually be initiated. But you can only experience light. You can only be aware of sound when you are the space that can contain them. So unless you're focusing on stillness and letting go and just being, then you're doing. And doing doesn't have any space in it. Without any space, there is no space for the light to be there within you. And ultimately, you get taken out. So, you know, I and I touched on something there as well, the wind's picking up. But I talked about this word initiation at the start, and I just mentioned it again. And there are many different groups out there. And I've been teaching now for over 20, well, it's, yeah, over 20 years now. And I've initiated many people. And some of them had already been initiated by other quote-unquote light and sound groups. Some of them had actually been initiated, so I was able to help them move on. Others, although they'd been through a ritual or a process, hadn't actually yet got access to light and sound. And so while we're talking about initiation, if any of you are initiated but you're not sure, maybe you're struggling to access light and sound, if the advice here doesn't help, then there's a really useful article. I'll put a link on the... There's going to be an article, a link at the bottom of this to the article. So in there you'll find links to other stuff. And one of the links will be... An, information about how can you tell if you're actually initiated or not because it is actually really important because the other thing is if you are struggling one of the reasons might be you've not yet got access to light and sound so such a big topic i could obviously there's a lot more to say on this but i just wanted to just share these little insights about how to really start your meditation and to remind people that it's all about love and the spiritual journey it's not about attaining states of status, it's about letting go. And I think one of the other ways that you can really, really help yourself is to just reconnect in your core with what spirituality actually means. Because we can get caught up in the actions and the activities and forget what the bigger picture is. And I've seen 
this happen where people lose sight of the fact that it's all about love. That spirituality, what that actually means is the desire to let go of your mind, to let go of your ego, to let go of your personality, to let go of your expectations, to let go of everything and just be. And the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate just being is, a, is enlightenment and that is realising that there's just one thing everywhere, the source of God. And the manifestation of that, or one of the emanations of that, is unconditional love. And so the spiritual journey is finding the source of finding God, but without looking. And <laughs> that's the irony, it's, without, it's by letting go, not by looking. And what I've found, and what other people have found, is that sometimes the thinking, the analyzing, well, in, in Venice, all the time, thinking and the analyzing of it just doesn't help. Sometimes you just need inspiration outside of meditation. Don't try and do it all in meditation. How you are as you go to sit down is going to make such a big difference. And so I found a couple of songs on, on YouTube that are How Great Thou Art, How Great Thou Art is one of them, and Amazing Grace is another. These songs have always resonated with me. Not because they're religious or because of the story behind them, although the story behind um, Amazing Grace is a beautiful story in itself. It evokes something in me, and I've shared these songs with others, and they've shared some with me. And, and sometimes, just listening to something inspires. Hello. Just listen. Oh, you got that? Oh, you got that? Just listening to something that inspires you and lifts you up. This is a journey of love. Something that opens your heart to God. Again, I don't mean the religious sense, I mean the spiritual, I mean the truth, I mean what this is all about. That can be so, in itself, that can be so profound and, and awakening. And I invite you to, to explore that side of things as well. So I'm going to put some links to all of this stuff. Anyway, I'm going to have my coffee, it's getting cold. Um, luckily it's not raining. I wish you all the well. <laughs> Dogs just need the stick that was holding the camera steady. So that's time to call it a day. Lots of love to you all and I bless you all. Peace.